Welcome to another episode of Living an Ultra Life. This week, I am excited to be joined by somebody who we had on way back last May. And this dude is like one of my favorite guys to see out at ultra running events because he is just very, very good ultra runner and weightlifter, and he does a ton of stuff. And so we're going to talk to Jason Wood again, and really, really excited. We're going to catch up a little bit, and then he's going to talk to us about one of the thing he's going to be attempting on Veterans Day. So Jason, you ready to go for a run? Yeah, definitely. Let's go. Awesome. So just to kind of fill people in, I know, yeah, we had you on back last May and everything. So what are you doing these days? <laughs> oh man, a lot of fun things. Um, yeah, since the, we talked, since we spoke last May, let's see, I, uh, I uh, had to go to the hospital during, <laughs> during the, uh, the backyard run. Yeah, we'll talk about that just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. so I did that. And then they came back the very next month after all that and did uh, Old Dominion and uh, attempted to try to do the Old Dominion 100, I guess. And it got through about mile 80 and um, and ended up having to drop from that race. I was running with one of my good friends, uh, Chris Roglowski. She's a crazy athlete uh, herself she you know wins world championships spartan world championships wow. high rocks world all these kind of different things so she's an amazing athlete so i got to run about 40 miles with her and you know got her through her pain cave and then uh then it just got a little too much for me and so i dropped it about mile 80 but uh did that and then uh kind of took the summer to kind of re- regroup because i had done let's see i had done 300 milers and back to back to back months then the, the, the incident we'll call it <laughs> at the backyard. And then, uh, and then the old dominion. So my body was kind of broken down a little bit and I was feeling it. And so, uh, it took the summer to kind of regroup. And while I was taking the summer to regroup, I came up with the, the crazy idea to do, um, 48 hours on a treadmill. And, uh, we decided to do it to raise money for a local nonprofit organization here in Virginia beach area called climb Four. they uh, they provide camping gear to veterans in need that are you know suffering from post-traumatic stress and anxiety depression and different kinds of mental health issues and uh, kind of helps them to experience healing through the outdoors and so the goal was to run for 48 hours on the treadmill and uh, raise ten thousand dollars for the organization over we were gonna do it over Veterans Day weekend but we got close enough and uh, we did it the following weekend but um, I ended up doing 150 miles during the 48 hours on the treadmill and we raised, I think, $7,000. We got pretty close to the goal, but it was a great event, great, uh, great support for the organization. And I had a blast doing it. You know, 48 hours on a treadmill was something just very different than all the other things I've ever done. I was going to say that's insane. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was just the, the, the running in place for 48 hours just was just so much different. I mean, the, the aid station was great. It was right there next to me the whole time. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, just being on the treadmill and not moving anywhere and not seeing anything else, but kind of an empty gym for most of it was kind of the, uh, kind of mind, uh, numbing in a lot of ways, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, when we, and then, you know, I think the thing that motivated me was, uh, you know, I got to about 125 miles. I think it was because we started Friday evening at 5 PM and the goal was to finish Sunday evening at 5 PM. And we got to Sunday morning, you know, the sun comes up that second day and, you know, sprung a little bit more life into me. And then somebody comes into the gym and they've got Google up and they say, hey, 
you realize if you get, you know, to about 140, 150 miles that you'd be, you'd be in good company. You'd probably be one of the five top five American men to ever do this on a treadmill. No way. And so I, so I was like, oh, okay, well, so we started doing our research immediately. You know, I had friends like, on, like, okay, let's see what, you know, see what all this stuff is. So officially the most by an American man in history on a treadmill of 48 hours is like 184 miles. Oh my. Before that it was 167 miles, but I think there's some unofficial results that are out there. There's some guys that have done some unofficial things. I think uh, I'm trying to remember who did it. They did uh 211 miles, I think on a treadmill in 48 hours, but they did it as part of good morning America. <laughs> like, so they, he was in New York, uh, you know, running on a treadmill where everybody could come up and see him in the windows there in the Good Morning America studio. Oh, but that it was, was un- uh, what's his name? Running? Uh, I just know it's Scott, it, was, it wasn't Scott Jerk, was it? I'm, I'm trying to remember who it was. It, it's, yeah. it was a, it's, a, it's a rock star in the ultra running community. I'm just trying to remember the name. It's, it's escaping me. Yeah, it's. I'm, I want to say Carl Meltzer, but I don't think that's right. Yeah, I, I, I'd have to Google it again, but... Uh, so, so we started like looking around at, you know, who has done, who's even tried this. And, uh, and so we were looking and yeah, I think unofficially, cause it wasn't an official, uh, an event we didn't, you know, have Guinness and everybody else in the world out there checking it out. Uh, but, uh, unofficially it would have made me the fourth or fifth most miles by an American man in history on a treadmill in 48 hours. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty neat to be able to say that, but I I was joking with friends. I was like, it's, but I I feel like it's kind of like when you show up and you finish third in your age group and there was right. (laughs) There were four, there were four people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Dean Carnazaris. That's who it was. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I just looked it up. So don't, don't think I'm brainy or anything. I actually (laughs) just Googled it. I was like, that's going to kill me if I don't look it up. So yeah. Dean Carnazaris. So you're that, you're that type of guy too. Yes, I, I am. Uh, <laughs> I would have, I would have sat there and gone like OCD trying to figure out who this is and the rest of the interview would have been ruined. So yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I would have sent you a message later on the night, but uh, <laughs> midnight, it was Dean yeah. Carnazes. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so uh, finish that up and then, yeah, really just have taken the the break time here over the holiday period to kind of reevaluate what I wanted to do for 2023 and be a dad. And uh, I think I was telling you before we got on, you know, it's my daughter's made the competitive dance team. So she's constantly on the go dance, you know, rehearsals, recitals, uh, competitions, practices. So it's been fun chasing her around and watching her do her thing. And then, uh, yeah, we, we, we kicked off 2023 with some, some goals. So I've got the, the race calendar kind of lined up now. And then I got the the big goal that I have in, like you mentioned in uh, November that I want to get to. Cool. So let's, let's, uh, one thing I want to give you kudos on your daddy daughter post. So the, those are always my favorite. I, I look forward to those uh, every time I see those. So I yeah, love I what you're that. doing with your daughter and I love the way that you're connected and just participating in, in her life. So kudos to you on that. Um, let's go back to the incident. Okay. So <laughs> I, and we're just going to cover this real quick because I, I think a lot of people will recognize this. So lead us through, you did really good for the first 12 hours or so, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then what happened? So uh, we got through, I think it was, it, it was probably the 11th hour or so. And then um, 
I think the the rain had kind of stopped and like it, it started warming up. And I just remember the loop I had done prior to to dropping. I, I just didn't like it. Just something wasn't right. And you know, you as a runner, you can normally feel like okay, something like check the engine. Something's not operating the way it should. And um, so I, I at that point I was you know I was kind of questioning everything because. Like I said, I had just come off doing 100 miles three times in three months. One of those times was with a 20-pound weight vest. Yeah. So I had beaten myself up pretty good the three months prior to that. And uh, so, you know, I I, uh, I said, you know what, maybe this is maybe this is one of those ones I should just chalk it up. So I uh, I went over to Karen and I said to Karen, and, you know, it's, I think it's time. Uh, so I dropped. And uh, at that point, you know, nothing crazy. Nothing was really, really bad at that point. And then I sat down and kind of let my body relax. And then as soon as I did that, like full body cramps, it was, it was awful. And it was just nothing could stay down. Like I, I, I tried drinking some water and it just felt like I was going to throw up the whole time. And, um, and then just when I feel like I was going to be better again, like I go stand up and boom, full body cramps again. And so it was just a constant for probably about an hour, just lock it and lock it in and out of full body cramps and just not being able to, to keep things down. And, uh, finally, you know, Ruthie and Karen and everybody came over to me and said, Hey, we think it's probably time you go to the emergency room. <laughs> and, you know, me being me, I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I'll be able to, I'll be able to get through this. It's just, you know, it's just a rough patch. Uh, I'll be all right. And then, um, I think you, you, you had brought the van over. I tried to get in the van and it was not going well. Nope. Not well at all. <laughs> yeah. It was just trying to get like, every time I tried to move, it was, it was cramps, cramps, cramps. Uh, finally, I remember getting in the front seat of Ruthie's, I think it was Ruthie's vehicle. Yep. And um, I just remember finally getting in and then the drive to the emergency room felt like forever. <laughs> Cause I was just locking in and out of cramps. Like it was just really bad. And Ruthie, God bless her soul. She's over driving and you know, she's talking to me and she's trying to get me to talk and share stories. And we're, you know, we're kind of laughing at some things and, and, and we're really just, you know, talking it out. And then finally we get to the emergency room. They put me in the wheelchair they get me up to the check-in and the guy starts checking me in and talking to me. He's like, I, I think you got rhabdo. And yep. uh, that's what it was. It was a, it was a pretty bad case of rhabdo. And so, um, yeah, I uh, I went in into the waiting area. I think they are, and then they finally took me back. And then I think I went through four or five IV bags. Oh my gosh! That afternoon, that evening, and then um, yeah, they they finally came back and said, "Hey, look, we're gonna run a test again, just to check and make sure you're doing better. And if everything looks normal, we'll, we'll you know we'll be able to release you. But right now, the way it looked when you came in." we may have to keep you overnight. And, you know, of course I'm over there like, please, please, no, please don't keep me overnight. So uh, everything came back. Okay. With the test results and everything. And uh, they were able to release me finally. I think it was right around one or 2 AM in the morning there. It's funny because everybody drove my truck over. And so I had my truck there. So it was, it was a great community effort. I, uh, I got home that night safe and, you know, spent a couple of weeks to recover before I attempted the old dominion. Model. Yeah. I was going to say, and then, you know, <laughs> went out and, you know, tried old dominion because, you know, that's yeah. what we do. Yeah. So, we're, yeah. Cause we're all nuts, but, uh, yes. but yeah, I think for me, that was, a uh, that, you know, that was a learning experience that I had to go through to really say, you know, okay, I got to do a better job at, 
listening and taking care of my body and, yep. and really just not trying to crush it completely. Yep. Um, so that was just a really big learning experience for me. Cool. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm not, I'm glad that you learned from it, not that you got it, but it's so good to get those learning experiences. So let's jump into 2023. So I know you've got some big goals and everything. So yep. what, what do you got lined up first part of 2023? And then I want to jump into the veterans day event. Cause that sounds insane. Yeah. So the first part of 2023, uh, so the next, the first big race I got coming up is I'm going to do the Virginia run for cancer again. It's, uh, it's one of my favorite races. I, that was my first real crack at hundred miles a couple years ago. And I achieved that. I got 101 the first time last year, I got 105. So this year I'd like to be able to get a little bit more and see what we can really push out. Um, hopefully the weather holds up. Everything, everything's good. Uh, cause the first year I did it, it was a monsoon. <laughs> and then yep. last year was pretty good. It got a little warm through there, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, that's going to be the first race of the, the year for me. And then uh, I'm going to mix it up a little bit this year. So last year I really focused on the hundreds and the, the ultras. And, and uh, this year I'm going to mix it up a little bit. I'm going to go back to my roots a little bit and uh, I'm going to start doing, uh, they're called, it's called high rocks. Okay. And so for those of you individuals that aren't familiar with it, it's a, uh, it's, it's a functional fitness kind of event. It's not quite CrossFit, uh, but it's CrossFit like it's a, uh, you basically do eight 1,000 meter runs and between each 1,000 meter run is a functional fitness station. Like you have a 1,000 meter run to start into a 1,000 meter ski erg. Then you do a 1,000 meter run, a 1,000 meter row. You do sled pushes, wow. sled pulls, uh, 100 wall balls are the last thing you do before you cross the finish line. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, a it's, it's a, it's a fun event. It's a, you, you red line basically for the whole hour to hour and a half you're doing it. Um, so it's, it's a lot of fun there. And so, and it also incorporates some of the things I love to do and, you know, was really focused on before I came into ultra running and that's, you know, the, the moving weight and, and having fun, you know, doing that. So I'm interested to get back into it with now having the ultra background now the last you know year or two that i've done this and the mindset that i've kind of grown with through ultra running and uh being able to experience that pain cave and move through it and now apply it to a shorter you know more red line type event the base from the ultra running can only help with that i would think yeah i i agree so i you know i gotta work in a little bit more speed work this year uh, than I, that I've done in the past. I think it was a lot of the mileage that you do in ultra is just, you know, long, easy, you know, logging miles runs to time on feet. Yep. Um, but now it's going to be a little bit more, uh, speed works and more, you know, 800 repeats, thousand repeats, mile repeats, those kind of different things. Yep. So, uh, so I'm going to incorporate a couple of those this year in there throughout the year. The first one I'm aiming to do, uh, would be in June timeframe and that's going to be in New York. So, That'll be a fun one. And then uh, I've signed up for two hundred milers that I haven't gotten into yet, but uh, it's going to be a one or the other thing. It wasn't lottery picks, but it was basically you sign up, you got to submit a race to prove you can do a hundred miles and then they get back to you. Right. So one is the Bighorn Trail Run, the hundred miler. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. You realize that's like my hometown run. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's where I lived with Sheridan. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, yeah, so big horn. I, yeah, I can tell you every inch of that trail. That's awesome. Yeah. So I've been wanting to make it out to Wyoming for a while. 
And, and so I, when I was looking through, you know, obviously you want the races that are UTMB qualifiers and, and get you, you know, tickets to, to, to all the different big races. But uh, so I, I saw Bighorn and I was like, you know what, I think that'd be a cool opportunity. So I signed up for that. And of course, you know, you don't get in right away because they're waiting to get back to you to say, okay, you're in now you can pay. So while I was doing that, I was like, you know what, let's just in case I don't get into that one, let's do a backup one. And so I also signed up for uh, the Tahoe Rim Trail 100 Miler. And awesome. Awesome. That's a fun one, too. That's yeah. Nice. So I, I've been out to Tahoe a couple times. Just one time was just for getting out there just to see the place. And then the second time I was out there was uh, I raced the Spartan World Championships in 2018 out at uh, Lake Tahoe. So I, I kind of wanted to get back. And th- that was one of those races you always hear about being so beautiful and, you know, just. A, yeah. A, and those are both, both the end of June timeframe, third week, June. Yeah. June, July timeframe. Yeah. Yep. If I remember right. So cool. sign up for those two. We'll see which one I ended up doing, but, uh, but that's. Kinda... Oh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to pray Bighorn. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of leaning that way. I kind of want that one. And then, you know, maybe come back next year and do Tahoe. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I, that's, I'm kind of with you. That Bighorn was the one I signed up for first. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's an absolute blast. It's, yeah, it's hard as not. Um, yeah. And with the snow levels this year, it's going to be even more fun. So it'll definitely be a mud year, but yeah. yeah. And, and Bighorn mud is like no mud you've ever experienced <laughs> before. It's a blast. Noted. Yep. Uh, yeah. So um, let's jump, let's jump into the Veterans Day thing. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about this. How did you get into this? What exactly are you going to do and how heavy is that daggone tire? <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, th- it's something that came across my radar a couple years ago, actually. And, and I was looking up just different things that people have done that are impressive that, you know, that have world records attached to them and things like that. And I ended up coming across an article about a guy, I think it was from Ireland who, who flipped a, um, a 220 pound is a hundred kilogram tire for 24 straight hours and got 11.21 kilometers is what the world record currently sits at. And so it intrigued me. And and I, you know, and when you do Spartan races and a lot of the the functional fitness type training I was doing, you know, prior to getting ultra running always kind of involved tires. There was a tire, a 400 pound tire flip in Spartan races. And and, and that was one of the obstacles. And then I was always using tires in in my training just because it's such a good, you know, full body type exercise. And when you're looking at some of the multifunctional events that, that, you know, I like to do. And, um, and so it came across the radar and then I kind of put it in the, in the bucket saying, maybe we'll get back to that one day. And then, um, over the last couple of years, I've made a, a really good friends with uh, a guy named Jesse Itzler. And Jesse is, he's big in, you know, he loves the ultra running community. He's actually the owner, part owner of the Atlanta Hawks. He wrote the book, Living with a Seal, where he had David Goggins come live with him for a month. He's lived with monks for a month. He's, he's just wow. a really interesting man. And uh, I've connected through to him through some of these ultra events that I'm doing fundraisers for because he, you know, he always donates and he's got a clothing brand uh, and they're actually doing more than clothing now, but all day running company. Okay. Yep. Cool. So, so, so he's the one that kind of helped stand all that up and he sent me a bunch of stuff for that stuff too. But, but he's got, uh, he talks about, it's called a Misogi. What it is basically is one, one time a year you do something that 
it's a 50 50 shot that you could fail at. Like you basically are picking something that you have a high probability of failure at. And then the idea behind it is that you take that event, no matter if you fail or succeed, and you carry the lessons you've learned over to the next year and you do another Masogi the next year. And so it's a kind of an annual type event where you challenge yourself mentally, physically to, to the brink of, you know, failure. And uh, it's, of course, death can't be involved. That's one of the rules. Right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, but, but I, I really liked that idea. And, uh, and when I've been looking at the past couple of years of, of my life, you know, I've kind of had those type of things. You know, a couple of years ago, I climbed Kilimanjaro. That's kind of a Masogi type event for me. Last year, I did the 48-hour the treadmill run. And so I was looking like, okay, I want to do another, you know, Masogi type event and tie it in like I kind of always do with a fundraiser so we can raise money for a nonprofit. So the tire flip came to mind. It was just one of those things where it's like, I've got 11 months to train for it. I've, I've got the, you know, from what I've, what I've researched, a lot of the, you know, a lot of people that have attempted these, that this record specifically don't have a real big ultra running type of a, right. a mindset. They, they, you know, they, they've got the weightlifting. And then when you talk to them, you know, when you, when they've done the interviews and you know, you, they start talking about, well, Molly T our hour 18 is really tough. And I'm like, yeah, it is, but you know, I've done 24, 48, 36 hour type races. So that, that wouldn't be new to me. It would primarily be the the difference in, in, you know, just me being able to physically flip a tire instead of just run for 24 hours. So how do you, okay. So you'll be attempting to flip this 400 pound tire. Well, it's a 220 pound tire, 220 pound tire. Yep for 12 kilometers which works out to be eight point something miles right uh roughly yep so like are you are is it are you doing it in a gym are you doing this outside like how far is the track where you're going to be flipping this tire yeah so that's the fun part so uh i had to apply to guinness and you have to apply early because guinness can take forever to get back to you but I, I applied early and then got uh, the result back from the application. I think it was last week or the week before where they said, yep, you've been approved. Here's all the rules. So uh, I, you know, I have to make sure I weigh the tire, film myself weighing, weighing the tire, have pictures of me weighing the tire. But the rule with the, the surface area is it has to be basically 0% grade. So what they're really aiming for you to do is to do it at a track. Okay. And, um, and it has to be, you have to be, you know, 24 hours, to, there has to be a film, film evidence of it. So with a track, it'll be a little bit easier because logistically, I think we're looking at just doing a couple GoPros around the track. That's what I was thinking, like four or five GoPros around the track and just, yeah. 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 So we'll do GoPros around the track and, you know, we'll have people out there obviously, you know, taking photos and, you know, doing things social media wise and things like that. But, but that, that'll be, that'll suffice for their, they're uh, 24 hours. And then, yeah, I got to have two volunteers at all times and they can do no more than four hour shifts. So basically every four hours, you know, you flip out, you know, two new volunteers to, wit- to act as witnesses and, and log the the mileage and everything that I've gotten during those four hours, the, that, that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of rules behind it, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, it was just one of those things where it, it excited me and, and, you know, there's a good, there's a good chance that, you know, maybe I don't get 12 kilometers, but we're going to give it a good shot. 
So let's talk to me a little bit about um, Independence Fund, the organization that you're going to be raising funds for. Yeah, so Independence Fund is it's a, it's actually a, a really cool story how I came across them. I, I ended up getting hooked up with them, and I don't know if a lot of people are familiar uh, with Tim Kennedy or uh, or Dakota Meyer. Dakota Meyer is a yep. Medal of Honor winner. Um, you know, he's you know been uh, he's been in the public eye for a lot of different things, but they were bringing it up a lot with some of the other organizations that I was around. And uh, finally got a chance to meet Sarah, who's their, I guess their CEO. And we got a chance to really talk about, you know, what they do. And so they do a couple, a lot of different things, but basically what they're doing with the Independence Fund is they're assisting veterans, wounded veterans, injured veterans, veterans that have mental health issues, you know, the physical, mental, emotional wounds that are incurred, uh, you know, during a wartime or in the line of duty. And they provide them with different avenues to seek assistance. So they provide everything from caregivers that that can help behind the scenes with what, you know, injured and wounded veterans need to mental health professionals for uh, those that are suffering from mental health issues. They even have like mobility programs where they'll provide veterans with loss of limbs with these all-terrain mobility vehicles that you see so they can get around and do things outdoors and things like that. And then obviously they do advocacy that are on, you know, they're out in Congress on the Hill doing advocacy for injured and wounded veterans um, and veterans with mental illness and veteran suicide, all those kind of different things. So uh, it's just a very well-rounded organization uh, and they do a really good job of, of, uh, of helping out veterans and, and they're, you know, it's just, it goes back to people I know, people that uh, I trust that, you know, when I, when I go to turn around and, and do a little fundraiser for them and get donations that the donations are actually going to the programs and not yep. overhead and those kind of different things. So, um, so that's, yeah, that's, that's primarily the reason why I chose them. That is awesome. The whole reason I'm doing Swami Shuffle at the end of February. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, yeah the, uh, I love the Mission 22 and yep. awareness and action and you know, what they stand for and raising money to you know, get our veterans involved in things that'll keep the uh, suicide number down. So really admire what you're doing with this guy. So we're, we're definitely going to link to them, to Independence Fund. So uh, we got a couple minutes left here. What can we as the Hampton Roads, Virginia community do to assist Jason Wood in pursuing this audacious Guinness World Record? Yeah, so uh, I think one, uh, we're going to be working to, to get the uh, fundraising piece put up so that we can uh, raise money for the organization. I think we're really looking at raising, you know, hopefully a little bit more this year, but uh, the, the goal is going to be $10,000 again uh, for this organization. And uh Really, uh, you know, any kind of advocacy you could put out there on socials and things like that. Once I get the link out there, that'd be great. But really, I, you know, I just enjoy the love and support I get from the com- this community, the ultra running community in this area. Uh, I've gotten a chance to meet a lot of individuals, that, you know, and everybody's so just, you know, nice, kind, willing to go out of their way to help you in the during a race. If you're if they see you feeling down, it's always words of encouragement. You know, so those are the kind of type of things that I, you know, I just I've just come to love and enjoy about this community. And that's really all I ask is that you guys continue to be who you are, continue to show the love and be supportive out there on the course to one another. And and then you know when it comes time for me to flip a tire for 24 hours, if you want to come out and watch and 
cheer me on and hand me some gummies or something like that. There you go. Uh, you know, I'd be all for it. But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, you, again, uh, you know, this community and, and what you're doing with this podcast, Mike, and everything, uh, I love it. And uh, just really enjoy being around like-minded individuals that are chasing common goals and really trying to improve their lives in different ways. Awesome. Awesome. In the ultra running community, Hampton Roads and the rest of the running community, anybody that wants to come out and cheer, I'm sure you'll be very inspired by Jason Wood. One of my favorite people in this community, not just because of the physical things he does, but Jason, you're an amazing advocate for veterans and making sure that veterans stay connected and get the support that they so richly deserve. So I really, really admire what you're doing, man. You're, you're doing a phenomenal job. I really appreciate it, Mike. Thanks so much. Yeah, and I'd definitely be happy to be on in October. In fact, one of the races I did mention is in September, I'll be running the Run Rabbit Run in 100 in, uh, in Colorado. So I'll be just coming off of that. So it'll be an awesome. enjoyable experience. That's it for this week's episode of Living and Ultra Life. Thanks for listening.